You are listening to the Open Mic Comedy Show, recorded live April 12, 2021, at the Colorado Comedy Show's Virtual Event Center. Get ready to laugh in five, four, three. A show full of new people, so I'm going to go live on the what they call the YouTube. And, um, <laughs> how, how are you guys promoting this? How do people find out about it? Um, well, we'll do our marketing class uh, next Monday. <laughs> I'm, if there's laughter, we've probably started the uh, open mic comedy show. Welcome, everybody, on Monday Nights. Uh, if you're in the mood to be at what happens to be the greatest Zoom comedy show that happens on a Monday at 8 p.m., hosted by a guy out of Parker, Colorado, who happens to be quite an accomplished television writer and stand-up comedian. Would you please welcome Mike Langworthy, our host, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah! Uh, Thank you very much. Langworthy. You're very wise. You're very perspicacious. Suck a net, huh? <laughs> Six seconds in, and I've already got a Google a word. <laughs> well, you don't have to, Chuck. You can wallow in ignorance all you want. 75 million people did just a few short months ago. Um, 75 million people. Did I say 75 people or 75 million? Um, and anyway, that's neither here nor there. You've uh, forgotten already. I know, I haven't forgotten. I thought you were just giving us a range, you know, just yeah, somewhere, somewhere <laughs> in that 75 to 75 million range, uh, which is this is how Earth gets hit by meteors. Some guy at Mount Palomar says, I don't know, 75 miles, 75 million miles, somewhere in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, Armageddon was just a movie, buddy. <laughs> in, real life, in real life, we all die. Um, all right. <laughs> anyway, this show is every Monday night. Um, I'm very capricious, so I uh, put people up according to my own um, caprice. And uh, there's another one to look up, Chuck. I believe uh, that's a, sh and I believe that's a Chevy. It's not, not short pants that you wear at the beach if you're on Fire Island. Um, it's, um, at any rate, I, uh, uh, all such are five minutes. I put the next two acts uh, in the uh, public portion of the chat. Uh, I give you a little light that looks a little something like, cover your eyes, chip this. At four minutes, you have a minute to wrap up. Um, there are no language restrictions, um, and I demonstrated in the run-up to the show that there really isn't any appropriate restrictions either. Um, I simply, <laughs> what I think is funny, I say. Sometimes I interrupt the acts briefly, just for my own amusement. It's really a pretty self-indulgent kind of exercise all the way around. Um, so I hope that you're all ready for that. Um, I have some, I have some people here that I know fairly well, um, and I give them a little bit more shit than I give people I don't know. So. <laughs> um, generally speaking, uh, but sometimes, you know, 
sometimes I just want to see if I can break somebody, you know? I'm in that kind of a mood tonight. I want to, can I break somebody's spirit? Can I, can I teach somebody, no, comedy just isn't for you. Um, they tried to do that to me for 35 years and it hasn't worked yet. So um, anyway, um, a lot of stuff going on. Um, I think uh, this, the, the overarching sentiment of tonight is stay the fuck out of Minnesota. Okay? Mm -hmm. All right. Um, I'm looking forward to putting a show on tonight. And um, I, as I said to some of the people who were here a little bit early, I'm, I'm in kind of a foul mood for reasons that have nothing to do with comedy. Any of these people, all of whom I either like very much or am sure I will like once I meet them. So it's not your fault. You're that would be me. Yeah, it, would, it would be you, but unless I had no idea who you was talking, in which case I can't say for sure. It's awfully nice to meet you, Mike. <laughs> oh, is that is that Ned? Is that Ned Rice? Yeah, no, it's great. It's always it's always good to uh, hear Ned Rice interrupting me in the time that I'm trying to be responsible. You know, one of the top people in Biden's State Department who's trying to explain our policy on something horrible, his name is his name is Ned Price. That's actually true. And I'm not the least bit happy about that. No, I may have to adopt a stage name. <laughs> you may have to get a much more uh, realistic view of your own importance. <laughs> that's, that's, not very that's highly unlikely, Mike. This, yeah, um, you'll, yeah, yeah, you should definitely take an alias. Because it's good that you can dream big, Mike. But let's be real. <laughs> let's keep our feet on the ground. Because the, because you're well known to a, a number of people in the high single digits. So <laughs> real good. Chance. So everybody's listening. This is what happens when you reach out to Mike Langworthy and try to be vulnerable. Have you have you thought about the name Red Nice? Have you thought about Red Nice? Yeah. <laughs> that was the name of a rodeo clown. Otherwise, <laughs> Red Nice sounds like uh, the punchline to a thirty percent of Jim, Jim Leno's monologue jokes. When there you go. There you go. But you know, there. Are There'll be plenty of time for, for Ned to bore us later. Let's get started with this. <laughs> um, our first performer. Oh my God. He's a guy I've seen on this show a few times before and uh, mm -hmm. elsewhere as well, by the way. And um, I just think he's very funny. And I think you guys are going to think he's very funny too. So please welcome Chip Jones. Hey. hey. Thank you, sir. Thank you for the welcome. You know, Mike is right. You know, as a black man in America, Minnesota has just eked out in front of Alabama and Mississippi as the states I'm not going to. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, this is uh, altogether crazy. Uh, but uh, I'm hoping we're turning the corner. I mean, uh, you know, COVID's still spiking, but California's opening up. In fact, uh, Disney and uh, Boone's Farm. Uh, or Knott's Berry Farm are planning to open at the end of the month. <laughs> and uh, apparently the uh, California Amusement Park Association has been um, schooling these amusement parks on how to place people in their thrill, thrill rides and roller coasters to sort of mitigate uh, 
the transmission of COVID from screaming, you know, so they want to work on that. But uh, <laughs> apparently you're still allowed to throw up wherever you like. So that should be okay. <laughs> as long as you're wearing a mask. As long as you're wearing a mask, exactly. Uh, I am in the Washington, D.C. area, and we just had a, a woman uh, recently uh, in Maryland who was in line to pick up her dinner at uh, Popeye's. And she realized that she had just won an $80,000 Maryland lottery. And uh, I thought it was kind of interesting because I've never heard of a, a, an actual winner, winner chicken dinner. So that was kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Usually never really happens in real life. But... Uh, what can I tell you about me? I am married. I've been married for almost 30 years. My, uh, my wife is what I would call the opposite of an anti-masker. I mean, she is sort of vehement about people wearing their masks. And uh, I don't know, you may have heard we had a little dust up in the DC area back in January. <laughs> so people tried to attack the Capitol. And uh, I can hear my wife watching it upstairs on CNN, just screaming, why isn't anybody wearing a mask? Why aren't any of those people wearing masks? <laughs> and she comes streaming downstairs and sees me in the living room watching TV. And she looks at that TV. She looks back at me. And she goes, look, none of those people are wearing masks either. How come none of those people are wearing masks? And I said, I don't know, honey. I think it's because I'm watching Lord of the Rings, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Um, I do have this conservative white friend who actually was at the Trump rally that day. He didn't actually attack the Capitol, but he was at the rally beforehand. And I just had to tell him, I said, you know, these Trump rallies, they are just racist. And he said to me, no, they're not, because I was at that rally and there were a lot of black people there. Oh. And I, I kind of know what he means, because I know if I went to a Trump rally and there were two black people, I'd be like, damn, there are a lot of black people at this Trump rally. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's probably the only time where a black person and a conservative white person agreed on what a lot of black people were, too, you know? <laughs> so, and usually when a conservative white person says they have a lot of black friends, that's what they mean, too. They've got two. <laughs> so, um, I do have to admit, I like doing the Zoom comedy. I've been able to do comedy all over the world. I've done shows out of Tokyo, out of Kuala Lumpur. I even did a show out of Russia. And uh, the cool thing is that everybody speaks English, which is amazing. It, um, it kind of makes me think that colonialism gets a bad rap, you know? <laughs> I, mean, I, understand, I understand. I understand, you know, they killed a lot of people. They enslaved even more, stole a lot of land. But, you know, without it, people all over the world wouldn't understand my dick jokes. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I, guess, uh, I guess what I'm saying is you could call me an optimist, you know, a kind of a slave ship half full kind of guy, I guess is what I am. <laughs> so, uh, I, uh, I have been spending time in quarantine trying to uh, work on me being the better man because like uh, most comedians, I have issues. Uh, turns out I have terrible road rage. Uh, the other day a bird pooped on my windshield and I followed him back to his nest and peed in it. <laughs> Not a good look. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I have to admit, I have been feeling really bad about race relations in America. Uh, I was in downtown DC recently and this little six-year-old white girl was walking in front of me. She looked back and saw me and she immediately took her Barbie purse. She moved it to the other side of her body and she clutched it really tight. Oh man. And I know, mm. I gotta admit, it made me feel a little sad. 
I think mostly because it meant I had to knock her to the ground to snatch it. <laughs> yeah. This racism isn't working out for either one of us, you know. Well, the worst part is she only had three dollars, so <laughs> nobody, oh. Won. Oh. nobody won, nobody won. <laughs> well, I think that's about my time. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Chip from DC. Hit me up on my social media, and I'll hand it back to our host. Yeah. Yeah. Jones, ladies and gentlemen, what did I tell you? Whew. Man, oh, damn. I loved that uh, slave ship half full joke, man. The, especially, <laughs> especially the middle passage of it. <laughs> um, hey, you know what I heard about that woman that won the lottery at the chicken place? Yeah. First thing she said was, oh, what the hell? Make it an extra large. So <laughs> right away. Right away, she's got that money happening. She knows how to spend, baby. That's yeah. right. You can't take it with you, you know? No. <laughs> I try. Even if it's a takeout restaurant, is what no, I'm saying. You... <laughs> Even to well, go here's order. The thing. Here's the thing. Uh, my co-host, Ned, and I would like to bring our next... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about And he doesn't know who it is because he's not the host! <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little hot with you. I apologize. Everything's fine. Okay. And, uh, now I'm in I'm in apocalypse comedy jail. I get it. <laughs> no, you're not. We're gonna need some people there too. Some um, folks are new, you know, so they might be scared of the two old men getting mad at each other. Um, oh, <laughs> ouch! <laughs> I believe the term you're looking for is two of the old men. All uh, right. right. Oh. Okay, then. Let's not get into that. Let's okay. not, really, right. because we have a not old man. Does everybody old know old. everything's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't try to, just, just don't try to smooth things. <laughs> You're such a Joe college. People pleaser. Oh, yeah. Come on, guys, stop. My parents talked like this just before they divorced. It's, it's, it's triggering. It's triggering. <laughs> I can't stay mad at you, Mike Langworthy. Oh, look at that. That's... He can't quit you, Mike. He can't quit you. I can stay mad at you, so the relationship will still work. I'm going, Perfect. To, I'm going to bring our next performer on, if that's all right with you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he's been uh, he's been using this mic for a while and has been uh, really progressing rapidly as uh, as a comedian as he's working on new material and working on how to make the uh, material he's already got sharper and uh, I'm really I'm really proud of the progress that he's made and um, I know you're gonna like him clap a lot clap a lot people for Jeffrey Burton the second ah. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, it's it's cool. I I get to follow a black comedian. Chip, I'm unarmed. It's okay. You don't have to run. We're safe. We're safe. Okay. Well, I just thought of that. So I'm not funny at everything. I'm not funny at everything. I'm working on it. Um, no, great set, Chip. I uh, I was uh, guys. Everybody. I am a lifelong learner. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Seriously, it took me like 20 years to get my acting degree. I'm not kidding. It took me 20 years. <laughs> acting degree? Little, little, little too long. A little too long, right? Yeah. 
<laughs> yes, acting degree. Yes. Uh, I don't know, but you know, after a while, I decided enough with paying for school. It's time. It's time to watch public broadcasting station, right? It's for viewers like me. Yes. Yes. Okay. Poor people. You know, college loan debt. Yes. 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 Uh, but you know, everybody. I really. I, I changed my majors a lot. I was inspired by film and TV. Right. Like I loved the movie kindergarten cop so much later on i went on to major in education and law enforcement mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> that's right yeah minus the 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 body the bodybuilding classes I, I i i i i yeah i tested out of those i didn't have to worry about that um i don't know yeah i was that inspired i was that inspired by watching arnold can you imagine if i was inspired by the sopranos jeez <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I'd be in waste management, everybody. What were you all thinking? I meant. <laughs> take, take it easy already. Take it easy. I'll take you back to my place. I'll I'll explain everything. No, um, everybody. I I. But I, you know, I I was lost in elementary school. I really was. I I didn't have a clue. I mean, to be fair, I was eight years old. But honestly, I would sit in class, and the teacher would go, "Boys and girls." It's time to test to see how fast you all can do 100 multiplication problems. Okay, your time starts now. I'm like, I get it. Eight times eight is 64. How many times do you need to see me write that, huh? How many times do you need to see me write that, all right? All right? Jesus. You want to know how much 64 times 64 is? I can do that in my head, too. It's 4,096. How many times do I have to take this test, all right? Oh, boy, that bit was shit. You guys did nothing. <laughs> nothing. God damn. I was just doing sums on a piece of paper. <laughs> hey, 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 I can help you with that, Mike. I can help you. Um, Not with that. I, uh, I'm telling you. I, what do you, geez, you guys. You know, I, I, I spend a lot of time with my five-year-old. I do. I spent a lot of time with my five-year-old. He's, yeah, he's actually my grandson, beautiful kid. And, uh, you know, um, I, sometimes I wonder, is he listening to me? Does he really listen, guys? I'm sitting down with him at breakfast, and he says, Papa. I said, yeah. He <clears throat> says, you're a motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> I said, you're a motherfucker. I said, you're a motherfucker. And then I go, would you like a cup of coffee? He's like, no, thank you. I'm like, oh, he knows. He's listening to me. He knows how to be polite. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about. I try to take him to the park, you know. And yeah. he says, no way, Papa. This game is like acid. He's playing a video game, right? And I'm like, wait a second, acid. Where did he hear that? Okay. I didn't talk about, I didn't talk about acid. He must have been watching YouTube. Seriously, guys, I hid my stash of acid. There's no way he found out about acid from me. No, 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 no. I'm telling you. And I, I, I also, I, I, you know, I recently, guys, I picked up jujitsu training. Jujitsu training is so fun, but it's quite challenging. In fact, the, the sensei suggested that I take the children's class as well. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? True story. The same concepts, and I get to help out with the kids. So I'm pretty confident I can defend myself against an eight-year-old now, you guys. I'm good. I'm good. Unless he knows math. Ready to deal. Hey! <laughs> hey! <laughs> 
<laughs> Crazy stuff. I'm trying to be a gentleman when I teach my five-year-old how to say fuck, Mike, and you're just, you're dousing me. Come on. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you so much. My name's Jeffrey Burden. You all Cheers. Keep that math line for a tag. Um, at any rate, uh, or not, you know, I don't, I mean, I don't care, you know. <laughs> what do I know about comedy? Just bought me a big house in La Quinata. <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know, <clears throat> you say you bought a big house that's a pinata. What did you say? That's yes, exactly right. It it bought me a big pinata <laughs> <laughs> because you I used to crush, that. because I used to crush all the time. See, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's, it's can't anyway. beat that with a stick. I get you. Uh, yeah, that's right. I used to tell jokes softly, but carry a big broom handle. <laughs> but now, you know, I told you at the beginning of the show there would be some people that I hadn't met yet, and this is, I hope, one of them, otherwise unsenile. And um, uh, I look forward to hearing him. I know you're going to, too. I'm going to put him right up so um, I don't ruin the space with my bitterness. Please welcome <laughs> Greg Benevent. Greg Benevent, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, thank you. Uh, thank you for not coming out. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, I have, don't think I've had an opportunity to say this to somebody yet, but uh, I also hope I haven't met you before either. <laughs> uh, I, 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 this is the first time I've been here. I, I feel very welcome. I, I've been enjoying this. I, I, I loved uh, Mike's uh, opening. My only fear was sitting here thinking, God, is he my dad? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I feel the guys like me, like I feel guys like me and Mike, we look good in these classes, but I personally hate the way they change people's perception of me. Like, suburban dad. <laughs> Professor Virgin. <laughs> I'm from the Midwest. I'm from the friend zone. <laughs> I'd like to take you out to dinner sometime. I'd like to take you out to dinner sometime. I mean, if you're into it, I mean, if you want to, I mean, it's just an idea. It's just a suggestion. It could be fun. I don't know. You can bring your friend. I'm just throwing it out there. You can bring your boyfriend. Please don't have a boyfriend. It's just an idea. <laughs> like I have one good power, sexy turn on move. <laughs> That's it. That's the move. I did not say it was good. <laughs> Yeah. For those of you on Spotify or Anchor, I looked very intense and then ripped the glasses off of my face. <laughs> I look like I'm in a healthy, stable relationship with this guy's wife. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, I don't know. I've been trying to be more vulnerable. Well, that's enough of that. <laughs> no, I, I actually have been trying to be less cynical 
which is difficult because I used to have a day job where I got paid to take people on ghost hunts. (laughs) (laughs) I lost all faith in humanity the 50th time I heard someone say, I felt a cold spot. (laughs) We're in a basement. (laughs) You're by a window. Like I was very good at this job because I have a face that says, I too felt a cold spot. (laughs) I do wish sometimes that I could do ghost hunts here on Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anyone there? (laughs) Zoom ghost hunt is a lot like a Zoom date. What's that? Oh my God, no, no, stay away, no. (laughs) If you're listening to this on Spotify or Anchor, I put my phone down on the ground like when the guy dies at the end of the 1999 (laughs) Blair Witch Project. I mean, I miss performing on stage, but when I was there, I never got to pantomime my own ghost murder. <laughs> and, uh, uh, my last thing here, and, um, I do these on a tripod because I'm not good at framing the shot. Like I was on Zoom with my mom and she said, Greg, are you okay? I wanna make sure everything's fine. I said, mom, everything is fantastic. It's all going very well. Everything in my life is just really, really super good. <laughs> <laughs> I invited my landlord to the show tonight. (laughs) I did not invite my asthma doctor. (laughs) If you're on Anchor or Spotify, I'm showing the totally mysterious mold stain that's on my ceiling that won't go away. (laughs) Uh, If you look at it very closely, you can clearly see I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. My name is Greg Bonaventure. Take it easy. Man, Greg, that's unbelievable. And I'll tell you why. Not only were you funny, you went off five minutes on the nose. Well, I have, I, I, I have to the laptop. I'm not, I'm, I'm not messing around with lights or any of that bullshit. Like, Just you know. because you have a timer doesn't mean you have discipline. you do that's the beauty of it you do i love that set because i'm on spotify and anchor i got got so much out of it it was wonderful every one of his jokes three times huh ned (laughs) yeah i didn't realize it was going to be like that but because this is all the stuff i'll never be able to do once the world opens back up so So funny funny. that's true but you'll still be able to be the day manager at a 24-hour fitness so (laughs) (laughs) at any rate what i was trying to say was our next performer's just ready to come up right now and um, I'm kind of digging it, so uh, I'm going to let her come up and uh, make you guys laugh. Um, th- Greg, thanks. It was great meeting you. I hope you come back often. Um, 
And I mean that, or I wouldn't say it. And I think there's at least six people on here can tell you that I mean. I'm sure you do. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, um, a lot of people uh, think Chuck Roy is the funnier of the people that has something to do with this show. And, and those people are right. But another very funny person who's funnier than either of us, but isn't on the show all the time, is Vicki Plummer. So please give her a big round of applause. Hi, thank you. I'm so happy to be back. Um, all right, so um, I have a bunch of friends that used to live here in New York City with me that moved to um, Texas recently. And they keep trying to get me to move to Texas. And I was like, mm, I don't know. You guys have lots of scary things there. You have armadillos, you have snakes, you have Ted Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the crazy thing is I just got a brand new day job and they're based in Texas. So it's remote though. I live here in New York. So we've been training over Zoom. And what's really funny is everybody is like, they've got Southern accents and they all keep calling me a Yankee. <laughs> I just think it's really funny. I'm like, I'm a Yankee. You guys still say, say stuff like that, but it's crazy. Um, but let me tell you a little bit about myself. I come from a long line of yo-yo dieters. Um, my dad is a yo-yo dieter. He's a minister from a small town in New Hampshire where I grew up, which is on a lake. And whenever he was on the thin side of, of being, you know, the yo-yo side, um, and it was summer, he would wear, this was his standard outfit. He'd wear sandals, he'd wear a towel around his neck and a Speedo bathing suit. And that was it. <laughs> and I'm six years old and I'm like, uh, maybe that's not the best outfit to wear. And he would literally walk down the beach, just like proud. And I was like, um, dad, maybe, <laughs> maybe you don't want to wear that. Cause the whole town's looking at him. But anyway, <laughs> so, um, on that subject, um, during this pandemic, I've lost 60 pounds. Hey, wow. I know, thank you. Yeah, thank you. It is really hard. It's a big change. Um, and my doctor said maintaining it's gonna be even harder. So that's fun. Um, <laughs> and so he gave me an exercise. He said, I want you to think of something that weighs 60 pounds and that will keep you motivated. And I'm like, what the hell weighs 60 pounds? So I went online, I looked up things that weigh 60 pounds and I came across this list, 10 common items that weigh 60 pounds. So I was like, okay, great, this is great. The first thing on that list was a queen size box spring. I was like, wow, I lost a queen size box spring. Holy crap, that's a lot. So I was like, yeah, I don't like that. What's another thing on the list? Um, a bear cub. <laughs> a bear cub i was like the 10 common items that's not really common but um next thing nine-year-old child okay <laughs> so yeah i was like all right i can visualize these things i really wouldn't call these common but okay um so i was about to click off this list when i saw the 50 pound items and i was like oh well let me look at the 50 pound items you know and um the first thing on there, I just thought was really strange. And it was like an average male bulldog. <laughs> an average male bulldog. Does the female not weigh 50 pounds? I was like, okay, great. Um, quick setting concrete mix. Who, who wrote this list? Now I'm like, okay, I got to find out who wrote this list. 
Um, how do they know this? This is the other question I had. Um, then the list just veers off into like the weird and, and just plain crazy. A 50 pound gallon drum of KY jelly. Okay. Yeah. So this is what the crazy thing is. A 50 gallon drum of anything is going to weigh 50 pounds. <laughs> so you could have 50 gallons of feathers and it would weigh 50 pounds. But this weirdo chose KY jelly. So now I'm invested. Now I got to know who wrote this list. Who is it? So I looked it up. His name is Nicholas. Not Nicholas, but N-I-K-L-A-S. So I'm imagining Nicholas is European. He smokes clove cigarettes. Yeah. I'm thinking he probably smokes clove cigarettes in one of those cigarette holders. Remember like from the 1920s? Because he thinks he's really special. Um, I'm thinking he probably showers maybe once a week. And uh, he probably greases his hair back. Do you guys remember Dieter from SNL? <laughs> someone that's related to Dieter, you know? Um, I found his bio. You want to hear it really quick? This is, this is what he wrote. The weight of stuff has been an interest of mine since I was a child. I believe it's most fascinating about weight is that it's extremely heavy here on <laughs> earth and in the universe. <laughs> Mind blowing, right? So that was my adventure for this week. So thank you very much. Yeah. Yay. Plumber. Um, way to weigh in. That, yeah, that was, way in, yeah. Way in is what he's saying. I, heard. I would have bet everything I owned that you were the one who uh, made that list with the 50 pounds. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck, did you make that list? <laughs> hey, and here's the thing, just for future reference, Vicky, 50 pounds of feathers would weigh 50 pounds, 50 gallons. Right. Yeah, 50 it doesn't. Pounds of feathers will not. Oh, well, I'll have to rewrite that part. You are correct. Yeah, you are well, correct. You don't have to rewrite that part. You can just say, God, what a pedantic asshole you are. And just keep <laughs> <enjoying> <laughs> <your life. laughs> Thank you for listening. No one's going to care except God <laughs> me. I was thinking the same thing, though. Uh, no, but I'm gonna have to fix it if you guys are all thinking that. See, I yeah. I will have to fix it. So yeah, because like like a fifty. We all are comics are the kind of people who put tape on the middle of their glasses even when they're not broken, just yeah. so <laughs> like this when they correct. <laughs> so the other thing too is it said a fifty-five gallon drum. No, fifty. Of, a fifty-gallon drum 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 of lube weighs fifty yeah. pounds. Yes. That's got to be wrong, too, because a, a 55-gallon drum of water weighs over 480 pounds. Well, so I have a 50-gallon uh, uh, barrel of lube right here. Right. It doesn't weigh price. anywhere yeah. near that much. Well, I will have to call Nicholas. Because it's not this. full, Ned. You bought it last, <laughs> week. <laughs> bought it last <laughs> week, and it's almost time for a new delivery. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Why are we doing this? Why are we? I'll live alone. This isn't a fucking seminar. It's an open mic, for God's sake. You don't just laugh. You learn. You learn. The open That's right mic. at the open mic. It's not just laughter. It's learning. Hey, speaking of learning, here's hoping this next act does some. Uh, uh, Christopher, uh, I think, stumbled onto our. Uh, 
stumbled onto our open mic a few weeks ago, and it's been our blessing to have him here. Um, and he continues to be funny. And he's, I just found out that he's got an 18-month-old kid. I really, really hope it's his, because I don't want to think the other option for him. How much does it weigh? Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, if, if, if he weighs 50, 50 pounds, child services is coming to get it in the morning. All right. Interact with him. Please uh, welcome I, uh, Christopher Anthony, ladies and gentlemen. Yay! Yay! All right, so you guys know none of my jokes are racist. I once went to a Colorado open mic that had a black guy there. So, <laughs> <laughs> where, where? Uh, <laughs> I've uh, I've been looking for ways to make money. Um, during COVID, I went ahead and applied to a restaurant. I thought for sure I would get the job. Uh, they said that they were short staffed, and I'm only five seven. So, <laughs> all right, but um bum. Uh, I thought one of the easiest jobs in the world has got to be an activities director at an Alzheimer's clinic. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, one job that would suck is it would suck to be an epileptic cop, you know, because you want to pull people over, but the flashing lights just make everything so complicated. No. <laughs> I was at a job interview. And they asked the cliche job interview question. They said, where do you see yourself in five years? I paused. I thought for a moment on all the options I had before me. And then I answered as honestly as I thought I could. I said, the bathroom mirror. Okay. All right. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> I want to get a hundred pigeons, train them, and then open a line of car washes nearby. <laughs> I mean, really, when it comes down to it, I just want enough money to be rich enough to afford an opinion, but not so rich that I get sued for it 11 years later, you know? Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I have a few questions. You know, why, um, why do we assume people who wear glasses are smart? That's like assuming people on crutches are good athletes. You know, you're not a, you're not a genius. <laughs> you're visually impaired. Why am I asking you for help with algebra? You can't even see the paper. Um, so crazy. Why do my friends ask me, hey, can I use the bathroom? Can I use the bathroom? No, no, no. You're in my house. You've been in my kitchen. We've shared a meal. But I keep all my good jewelry in the bathroom. So, no, I can't have you in my house. It's for employees <laughs> only. For employees only. Why do so many men propose on Valentine's Day? There's a much better opportunity on April 1st, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. She says no. You're like, I was tying my shoe. Of course it's too soon. I've been supporting you for two and a half years. I went to your mother's house. It's fine. It's too soon. No problem. <laughs> I went and looked up some, quiz, some very quick statistics, and there has been a rise in the amount of Bluetooth headsets being sold at the same rate, there's been a decline in the amount of people diagnosed with schizophrenia. So, all right. Yes. Okay. Uh, my friends think that I'm bipolar. Half of me agrees with them and the other half says I have no friends. 
I'm a minority. I'm a Hispanic male. Um, but even as a minority, I don't have the, you know, the privilege of saying the N-word around my Black friends. That is fine. Because there are things that my Black friends never feel comfortable saying around me, like salmon, trousers. I'm really excited about my 401k, you know? <laughs> things like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, uh, look, racial profiling is wrong. As a minority, I want to let you guys know, racial profiling is wrong. Not all minorities with expensive cars sell drugs. Some of us stole the car. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's so obsessed with race. Oh, you know, biracial, what percentage? The 23andMe, the Ancestry.com. Look, my friend is 80% Black because he lost his arm in a car accident. So. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> uh, saw a sign that said lost dog. I feel like because they didn't have the heart to say escaped dog. I could never adopt a dog because I feel like every time I told the dog to do something and it barked at me, that would just be the dog's way of saying, I don't have to listen to you. You're not my real dad. You know? <laughs> Women have different preferences when it comes to birth control. Uh, some put anti-zombie fluid in the form of Depo-Vera. Some put a booby trap in their vagina, uh, designed to eat away at the tip of your dick. And some women carry around like a guidance counselor amount of condoms. My friend's preferred form of birth control is to show pictures of her cats, all six of them, because you can't get pregnant if you never get undressed. My apologies <laughs> to the cat ladies. Thank you. Anthony, ladies and gentlemen, um, six cats. And <laughs> that's that's a lot of pets. <laughs> nope, none of them are pets. They just, oh, okay. They, okay. They live in your house. They eat in your food. They shit in a box in your house. They're not your pet. A pet shows affection when you want it to. <laughs> oh. That makes me a cat. Oh boy! <laughs> Sorry, out of place. No, it makes you a mathematician. <laughs> um, anyway, for a minute, I was just gonna—I I was deciding that I was just gonna stay silent until I got real uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take care of that, Mike. Don't worry. <laughs> no. I well, got that covered. If, if history is any teacher, Ned, you'll get on stage and, and we'll stay silent until it gets real uncomfortable. That's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> I'm going to bomb. Right. I, I didn't realize that. I, I thought maybe you okay. were. No, he'll people. talk, but the audience will stay silent. Oh! Thank you. That was all just, you know, good well and good. Um, we do this a lot. I'm thinking about Greg and... and uh, Hey, EJ, who's coming up? And they're going, what the fuck am I doing here? What am I doing? <laughs> Life is finite. Someday I'm going to have to be on my deathbed going, you know, I spent that two hours on a fucking open mic. Anyway, <laughs> all I'm saying is that our next act is ready to go on. And um, I'm stalling until I can remember who it is. He's <laughs> uh, right there. But I know, no, it's right there if it's you. It's Bruce Lipscomb. Right. I know who it is because right. it's a bit that I, do, that I forget things. So, 
My friend Nod Rice, everybody. Um, oh. Ooh, made a mistake. All right, Bruce, are you ready? Please. I am so ready. Bruce Lipsky. Yay. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Speaking of high school, so anyway, uh, I remember back in the early 70s, uh, I graduated Bayside High School, New York City, one of the top schools in the city. We had one requirement for gym class. We had to take swimming. But our swimming was naked swimming. So the first day I got to class, I said to the teacher, I said, you know, you can usually get your uniform. I said, where's my Speedo? He looked at me and said, no, Speedo, speed no. He said, son, your birthday suit is your bathing suit. I looked at him and I said, I hope they don't run woodshop this way. <laughs> imagine, being, imagine being 14 years old, having to do four skinny dipping among all your classmates. Back then, I barely had eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I got so nervous. I thought they were filming the pilot of Naked and Afraid. And let me tell you, I was naked and very afraid. <laughs> I was the only guy who actually brought a bathing suit to class. Not to swim. I was so embarrassed. I, that's the shower afterwards. That's how embarrassed I was. And during class, we used to play water polo. And I'd be in the, off in the corner of the pool and he'd be saying, hey, Lipsky, protect your nets. Protect your nets. I say the hell with that. I'm trying to protect my nuts. <laughs> the good thing about this, I learned to be an excellent one-handed swimmer. <laughs> and in competitions, I, I always held my own. But, but the neat <laughs> thing about this class, too, is that, you know, it gave me a lot of confidence with the ladies. Especially when I, I learned the breaststroke behind the bleachers with Mary Lou Zabrinsky. <laughs> Imagine nowadays, if somebody said uh, no suit, that would equal lawsuit. Let me tell you. Um, in my town just recently, they opened a new restaurant. It's called Good Pizza. I'm no marketing genius, but could they think of a better name, like maybe Very Good Pizza or Great Pizza? <laughs> I don't want Good Pizza, Lousy Lasagna, or Mediocre Manicotti. I refuse to eat any food that has low self-esteem. <laughs> but I do have no issues with eating a crappy cannoli. I remember, you know, when I, I worked for a Fortune 500 company, and I used to do a lot of traveling. And I got booked on a business trip going down to North Carolina on a flight called, or an airline called Ransom Airlines. Yeah, Ransom Airlines. <laughs> wow. Why not hijack air? <clears throat> Hostage <laughs> or paying small non-traceable bills there. Huh. I'd even settle for good air. You know, is this plane going to Raleigh or Havana? And I kind of had got a little nervous on it because all the magazines had the letters cut out. And, and most airlines offered snacks and meals. They gave out parachutes, compasses, and U.S. Embassy phone numbers. And when he this is the only airline that encouraged you to carry weapons. When they said, are you packed? It had nothing to do with my luggage. And I thought about the in-flight entertainment. There were videos on jungle survival. You know, I'm not too keen on drinking my own pits and eating grubs, but it sure eats airline food, I'll tell you that. 
And so I, I inquired about, you know, what happened to Ransom Mayor? And I, I found out that they ceased all operations, probably for classified reasons. <laughs> um, you know, talking about, you know, Jeffrey was talking about being, you know, taking his martial arts. I grew up in a martial arts family. My parents were experts in jujitsu. My mother had a black belt in nagging and, and complaining. And my father had a black belt in frustration and sarcasm. <laughs> and it usually centered around food. I used to take him to their favorite restaurant called Friendly's. That's kind of ironic because there's never anything friendly about my parents when they go out to eat. Maybe lukewarm at best. You know? So we're in a restaurant and my mother calls over the waiter and she says, Chester, how come, you know, my eggs are runny and my toast is burnt. And it's bad enough that you don't serve any coffee and those brown eggs anymore. Why not? He said, lady, we stopped doing that because people kept on stealing them. He looked at him with a straight face and said, that's too bad. I only needed one more to complete my set. Now <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a mother. I have a mother with a mother after being a mother thief. It's hard when my parents get old. My father's starting to lose it. He's convinced that stand-up MRI is a comedy club. Like stand-up MRI is a comedy club. <laughs> <laughs> and one last thing. My father, he's starting to lose it. I said, I had to take him to the hospital for some tests. So we're in the elevator, and this technician wheels this machine with all these tubes and hoses. My father looks at him and says, Mister, I hope you don't hook me up to that machine today. The guy looks back and says, I hope not for your sake. It's a carpet cleaner. <laughs> Bruce always has a couple of new ones in there that throw me. Yeah. I hope not. It's a carpet cleaner. <laughs> True story. I don't doubt it for a second. <laughs> Just do your Bruce Lipsky impression. <laughs> I yeah. don't think so. I wasn't trying to. I think he did. Well, there's a style of delivery that I like mm -hmm. to do sometimes. And, and I liked it. It was hot, hot takes. Oh, no problem. No problem. Another person. Uh, I asked him in the chat if I'd met him before because he looks familiar, but I don't uh, remember if we've met. Um, <coughs> he looks funny, so maybe he is funny. Please welcome, <laughs> Please welcome if you will. EJ, sorry, I, I started laughing. Chuck, you want to just say the guy's name for it's, me? It's uh, EJ Masacampo. I know, I know it's EJ Masacampo. Yay! Great to be here. Uh, look, uh, just to get real for a second, uh, last month, all right, a, a white terrorist went on a killing spree of Asian women. And uh, for days, I watched the cops and the media question whether the murders were uh, racially motivated. This man uh, killed six Asian women in Georgia. Do you know how intentional you have to be? <laughs> find six Asian people in the South. Yeah, I live here. I mean, it took eight years to see that many. This man found and killed uh, six Asian people in the South. That's like if a guy found uh, Waldo on, uh, on every page of the book. In which case, yeah, let's be real. He was most definitely targeting Waldo. 
And then, uh, and then people were like, hey, look, uh, it turns out he's a sex addict. So this wasn't about race. Those were just the uh, massage parlors he frequented. Yeah, how does the fact that he was sexually objectifying and victimizing these Asian women make him not racist? That's like if uh, people were, were like, uh, oh, Jeffrey Dahmer had good news. Not a vicious killer after all. Turns out he just loves to eat. <laughs> and anti-Asian prejudice is uh, it's definitely on the rise. I've actually I've experienced it. Um, early on in the pandemic, I was jogging and uh, I passed a jogger coming the other way. And as I passed the jogger, he yelled, thanks for the coronavirus. Wow. Yes. Who is that racist <laughs> while trying to better himself? <laughs> uh, he's just in front of the mirror that morning come on gary let's lose some pounds gain some enemies <laughs> and, or maybe he's really wholesome except for that one weird thing like during the day it's bigotry and cardio <laughs> uh, at night when he go goes to clan rallies he carpools in a prius <laughs> or, uh, or, or maybe he's working out because he's racist. Uh, maybe his goal is to be strong enough to shout slurs in a standing position. <laughs> I, uh, I did grow up here, and uh, it was hard to feel manly growing up Asian. Like, like there were no Asian sports heroes. Uh, no Asian sports heroes, not even in the movies. And uh, yet they made five airbuds. <laughs> Hollywood thought it was less plausible that an Asian kid make varsity than a golden retriever. <laughs> there were not a lot of uh, not a lot of options for me on Halloween. One year, my college roommate dressed as Maverick from Top Gun, and uh, he actually suge he suggested I dress as a Buddhist monk. Yeah, just two two twenty year olds trying to impress the ladies. One dressed as Hollywood <laughs> sex icon Tom Cruise. The other as his holiness, the Dalai Lama. <laughs> whenever, uh, whenever people are racist to me, uh, it always feels so lazy. Like, uh, you're going to make fun of my skin color? How about the fact that I clearly haven't showered? <laughs> uh, I'm at a bar by myself. I'm poorly dressed. You're trying to hurt my feelings. You point out my race. That's one of the few things I have going for me. <laughs> you're right i do belong to a supportive community <laughs> i'll be like uh, go back to beijing and i'm like oh my god i didn't realize i looked like i was doing that well <laughs> Make it there? racism is so superficial uh this bully used to pick on me for uh being asian and on my buddy josh for being a bookworm and I was like, Josh, you're so lucky he cares about your interests. <laughs> Racists always want to send me back to China. And uh, if that ever did happen, uh, my family in the Philippines would be so impressed by how I'll Everyone always assumes China. Uh, white people who learn Chinese uh, love to practice it on me. <laughs> it happens so often they actually are teaching me Chinese uh. <laughs> like EJ your Mandarin is impeccable are you being tutored actually I'm being stereotyped <laughs> uh, there's nothing worse than people just assuming I'm Chinese nothing worse
Unless I'm at a Chinese restaurant, then uh, ni hao, my people, what's good? <laughs> <laughs> all hail Chairman Mao. Any special discounts? <laughs> all right, thanks a lot. That's all I got to work on. EJ Masakampo, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming. Um, and again, you don't just laugh, you learn at the open mm -hmm. mic. <laughs> um, um, our next performer, um, spe speaking of someone who's been profiled in her life, is <laughs> Nishi Excel, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you so much for that amazing introduction. Uh, racial profiling, the face of racial profiling right here. <laughs> but this is great because people forget. No, I'm glad you brought it up because people actually forget that I'm Asian too. This is Asian. Okay. I'm, I'm like the Southerner of the Asians. They, people always forget about me. <laughs> <laughs> we're the dark people in the south that the asians like to sell their lightning creams to um <laughs> and so i get all these instagram ads and and they're just like you pay now you get light skin you get beautiful oh and um that was really racist so i will never say that again <laughs> i promise um but my mom told me i was too dark she's like She's like, you will never get married because you look like a frog. I'm like a frog. Are you saying people get high when they lick me? Because hell yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> but I did uh, successfully marry a white guy. Take that, mom. But <laughs> no, it's not the same thing as marrying a successful white guy. So. <laughs> So I represent the third world portion of the show, like Mike said, you know, racial profile. I got this towel back here uh, because I'm trying to look like a Taliban ransom video. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure if my mom were to watch this video or this mic right now, she would and she would, you know, think that uh, somebody wants money for me. She would be like, what else is on? <laughs> <laughs> guys i just did a live show yesterday and i i missed zoom i i was like man like because my whole body was exposed it was like <laughs> i like being right here i don't have to do anything else to groom you know this is this is enough um but i'd rather stay here in my baby's room you know like if the baby's sleeping kick that baby out tell her to go sleep in the bathroom i need to do a mic um, all right, you guys love my baby. I can tell. Yeah. Do not make fun of my baby. Um, so yeah, I just had a baby. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so the only part of my body that gets rest is my resting bitch face. <laughs> and I'm kind of like the outcast in the family. Like my brother, he's a veteran in the U.S. Army. Mike, don't worry. He's not a Pakistani army guy. He's a real legit U.S. Army. Um, he's he's really cool. I mean, I guess whatever. Like we went snowboarding one time and there was this huge hill and there was a family of four on a little um, a little donut sliding down together. And he's over there. He's like, you know, I, I rescued a, a, a litter of kittens and orphans with my arms tied behind my back. And he's like having this conversation. And these people are sliding down the hill without even blinking. He jumps over the entire family. 
of four coming down and they then proceed and crash into me in my face. <laughs> and uh, that was, yeah, that was just me venting a little bit. Um, <laughs> so that's, uh, that's where I am in the family. But here I am living at home with my elderly parents, you know, that, that just means that four out of five people in the house wear diapers. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody is on solid foods. <laughs> we wanted to name the baby. So I was kind of digging into my husband's heritage. So I'm like, hey, take a 23andMe test. And I found out that he is 15 different types of white. <laughs> he's British, huh. he's Irish. He's English, eggshell, chalk, <laughs> flour, ivory. I mean, I could go, he's just what the Swedish called light-skinned. Let's just put it that way. Uh. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know if I want that wide of a name. Like, let's look at my parents. And so I made my parents take the 23andMe test, but not because I didn't know they were Pakistani, because I wanted to make sure they're not related. So. Uh. <laughs> Because we're the southerners of the Asians, remember. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's my time. Thank you. Yeah. Yay. Hey, Nishi. Insane. So great. It's insane. <laughs> I just, I mean, um, I don't even think I'm 15 different kinds of white. I'm just white. <laughs> Yeah, I went to 23andMe and I got a postcard back that said, you're kidding, right? (laughs) (laughs) You are, I mean, come on. 1638, the first languages landed in Massachusetts Bay Colony in 1638. And we have not one language has gotten rich. Not one. All you had to do was knock an Indian over the head and take his beavers, and you were home free for about 200 years. What? Mm-hmm. Native Americans want to live too. Uh, oh, well. Don't get started on that one. Don't get me started. <laughs> I am so white, I can't say something that isn't racist. <laughs> The word out of my mouth is racist. Literally. I actually used to go up on stage before the pandemic. I just say, look, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a white guy. So it's my fault. Whatever (laughs) happened, it's my fault. Right here. Yep. Um, uh, So at any rate, that's neither here nor there. And um, Ned? um, Maybe the best intro I've ever had. No, that's one. I was going to say I shot my wad on all the insults before before we got near to this. So okay, we should probably go in there. Um, This is probably the least racist thing I'm going to say tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Ned Rice. (laughs) Yay! Hey, I did that 23 and Me also. Uh, I'm 98% white trash and 2% other, so I don't even (laughs) like. Thanks a lot. (laughs) 23 and me, how about my hundred bucks and you? That's that's what I call those people. <laughs> uh, wow. But I've had a crazy busy week. It's been, on top of everything else, 
I'm trying to hire a nanny. I don't know if anyone's been through that. It's just a nightmare. All the applications and the references, they're all very nice. You know, you have to meet them all. And uh, this is also kind of weird because I don't have any children. And sometimes when you tell them that, they're like, what? So, yeah, that, that makes it harder. But uh, we got to just keep doing that. I went to lunch today at a sports bar. It was not very friendly. Uh, the lunch special was chicken middle fingers. I, I you know, I took that for Stop. You know, I love the history. I, I was reading today, you know, Abe Lincoln shot at the uh, theater. Uh, the historians believe that he probably would have survived the shooting had Mrs. Lincoln not insisted on staying to see the end of the show. Did you know that? <laughs> it could have saved him. That's, I mean, I know those tickets cost a lot of money, but still. Uh, I also joined a very pretentious gym today. Uh, all the stairmasters are spiral staircases with a woman at the top in an evening gown. Like, I don't, I don't need that. You know, that's not what I'm about at all, as, as anyone here knows. That's not um, what you go there for, is it, Ned? No, I go there for the smoothies, and and that's that's how that's how I roll, um, as as uh, Chuck would say. I'm thinking about trying horseshoes. Um, I mean the game. I mean not the footwear because that would that would be very painful. I mean the actual game of horseshoes. That's what I'm thinking about trying. I think my neighbor might be a child molester because uh, on his car there's a bumper sticker that says. Um, Ask me about your grandchildren. So I think that I should we can keep an eye on him. Uh, that's where that is. Here's 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 a thing. I was out last night, kind of uh, you know, kind of clubbing, kind of doing the town, and this super hot, hot girl with like a plate, a centerfold body, asked me for my phone number. So you know, I gave it to her, and she typed it into the computer and said you're not one of our preferred customers sir would you like an application so that was you know that was i, I, I felt i felt misled i felt misled by that I, I didn't like that at all i just found out i have to move to england um yeah my doctor says i need to be on an extremely bland diet so uh, i said wait can i just go to can i can i just go to canada he goes no no there's still a there's still a slight trace of flavor in some of their food you must go to england so I'm off. I'm off to the old, the old thought, as we call it. You know, the internet is so nutty. I, some of you are too young. Does anyone remember Cheryl Ladd? Mm -hmm. that is? Yeah. Yes. I today on Facebook, I, I got a, I got a, a friend request from Cheryl Ladd, and I just thought, wow. When I think how many times in high school I friended her, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes like a couple times a day, you know. <laughs> It's closure for me. That's what that is. Here's my question. Why is dyslexia so hard to spell? <laughs> Let's move. Oh, here's my other question. Why does the United States Postal Service have an email address? Don't they get it? Like, hello? Okay, fine. Maybe you know, and maybe you'll tell me. I, uh, I don't know. I just got an amazing deal on Amazon on some bricks and some mortar. What a, what a, what a steal. <laughs> I ordered it on Ma Amazon. Yeah. So, okay. Not, not, not readers. That's good. That's fine. Um, I gave blood today uh, because as far as I'm concerned, that's the ultimate donation. It's better than money or time. I mean, giving of your actual body to save as many as three lives. 
-hmm. I think that's pretty noble. Also, I have a very rare blood disorder that never shows up on the screening. I just think that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't have a rare blood disorder. I'm just teasing. Herpes is hardly rare. Come on. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't have herpes. Come on. It's, it's a joke. I'm just kidding. It's perfectly safe to have sex with me. I don't recommend it. It won't be pleasant. You won't enjoy it. But it's perfectly okay to do so. Um, where, 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 where else was I going with this? Um, I just want to leave you with this. I saw something on the news today. It was so inspiring. A blind man made it to the top of Mount Everest this week. And I just think that's so good for him. You know, well, that's what his friends told him anyway. So, uh, <laughs> wow. What a view. Oh, sorry, Steve. Hey, look, there's a Friday's let's go do shots. So <laughs> on that note, thank you. Thank you for your time. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you, Ned. Right. Look at that. Just over. Just over. Yeah. No, I see. I don't time you because I know that you time yourself, and I know that you're not going to get off in five minutes if I did time you. So I just let you go. And <laughs> I think that's important. It's always it's important to know thyself. Mike, I noticed you chose the hurting option instead of the helping option. Why did you make that choice? <laughs> I'm just curious. It's for our survey. Personal pleasure. Okay. Super. <laughs> No, enjoy no, your tote bag. It's not like I have any animus towards you, Ned. You're just uh, an easy. It's like uh, you're now like the. Then I know what that word means. You're like the harp single Zoom comedy. Okay. <laughs> I kill because it's easy. Um, good to know. Good to know. You know speaking of charities, um, right. <laughs> I work. I work, and Chuck works uh, mm. on a charity. Um, uh, that we like to plug when we do the show. And I'm going to take just a minute to do that before we bring on our headliner. My um, <laughs> headliner, I mean, next act. Um, oh. I, no, no, I, I helped to write a show for Magic Moments, every mm. magicmomentsinc.org, in case you'd like to go on the website and learn some more about them. And of course, donate some money to them. They, as you can see from the uh, as you can see from the picture, they uh, are a special needs friendly theater group. And um, my, my, my daughter is a special needs person and she uh, is in the show every year. But um, I would probably be supporting this charity anyway because it's an amazing thing. Every show is an actual good show. Every song is an ASCAP or BMI licensed song. So you can tell anytime you go to the show that all of the music will be at least good music. We repurpose the lyrics for the show. I help to write the show every year. Uh, it's very good. And they have large, very large casts and find ways to use everybody in the cast in a meaningful way. So if you live anywhere near Denver, I hope you'll go there even if you don't live in anywhere near Denver, um, American money spends just as well if it's donated from, say, I don't know, just picking a place out of a hat, Washington, D.C. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Apparently, you weren't on the uh, top of Mount Everest in the last day or so. At any rate, oh, oh. that's neither here nor there. <laughs> What I'm trying to say is that's a wonderful thing. And Chuck, would you like to say a word about elevating or do you want me to do it? Oh, let's hear you do it. That'll be fun. Uh, elevating Connections is another charity that we work with on the, on the other show that we do, Apocalypse, which is on Sunday nights, 7 o'clock Mountain Time. 
a lot of the people who come uh, and first perform here on the open mic end up doing uh, spots on our showcase show, which is called The Apocalypse. And 10% of all ticket sales to The Apocalypse uh, go to Elevating Connections, which is an organization that finds ways to reconnect siblings who are separated by the foster care system in Colorado, which I find incredible that um, you're not only taken away from your parents, but you're taken away from your siblings in many cases. Um, but uh, this organization finds many creative ways, including uh, poetry jams, stand-up shows, a summer camp that they do, um, and uh, activities that are geared for people who have aged out of the foster care system and are still looking for ways to get on their feet in life generally. Um, so we've been able to donate uh, several thousand dollars in the and during the pandemic year to uh, Elevating Connections. And, um, and that's not even considering the graft that we, right. right. You know, I try so hard to what to do these things straight and then I don't. Apocalypse do. getting virtually high with Apocalypse. <laughs> well, you know, I, had, I at least have a chance of doing that. <laughs> Um, Some words have two meanings. What do we is getting getting virtually high with a podcast? <laughs> um, that's our next show, and um, uh, getting on uh, YouTube. Should get on YouTube and watch uh, uh, the archives for Apocalypse and also for um, the uh, round robins that we do on those shows. Which is all the, all the comedians that are on this thing are welcome to come and try and punch in because we do a little round robin where we come up with a premise for a joke excuse me, a joke, and all the comics try to do jokes on that topic. May 23rd, Seven Brides for Seven Apocalypse. <laughs> uh, this one, we're, we're going to be filming this one on location at Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> In honor of each other. And uh, this, of course, is the Red Curtain. Um, right, you did it, buddy. Way to go. Thank you very, very much. I'd also like to thank uh, Elise, whose picture has been up here, and she's been enjoying the show very much. Um, or she's a really good actress. Yes, she is. <laughs> I'm laughing and having a, a little bit of both. I'm multifaceted. <laughs> you kids today with your multifaceting. Um, I I forgot to mention we do have prizes for our uh, virtual audience and those. Uh, watching yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, no, no, go ahead. Tell them about the audiences. Oh. Uh, they get this virtual puppy. Ooh. Uh, you can yeah, get this anytime a... you'd like. Or if you don't want the dog, there's a watch available in the background. Um, <laughs> also have virtual cocktails for you. Uh, feel free to virtually enjoy one anytime you'd like. And that then, is a German Shepherd Pistini. Uh, and then uh, you got Boardwalk at, uh, and Park Place. Uh, oh. So I'm working on, uh, you've got a winning hand in Monopoly. So enjoy your virtual and, gifts. And just remember, as you pass go, keep your hands on 10 and 2. And be polite. Uh, right. Well, uh, so our next performer. Finale, Mike. Pardon me? Time for the big finale. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll do a little joke after uh, Paula, just for the hell of it. Maybe I won't. Oh wow, that's a, a uh, big, big finale. Pardon me. It's a big, big finale. Yes, it'll be a big, big finale. Paula's <laughs> just been sitting there, pacing up and down in her room, wondering. When <laughs> shut the fuck up. Um. So uh, anyway, Paula Maddox. She's been to a number of our open mics. And I'm always pleased to see her. Please welcome Paula Maddox. All right. Hello. Well, you know, Mike, it's that time of the week where I like to give you the clap. You know, thank you for doing all these mics for us. So, you know, yeah. You're welcome. The clap you can tell your mama about. Like, who doesn't like that, right? <laughs> oh, man. It's been a long life, but I have a surprise for you guys. I don't know if, if you know. I don't think you can tell by looking at me because um, um, I'm Native American. Surprise! <laughs> wow. Supposedly, supposedly savage if you listen to the advertisements, but that's that's fake fucking news, like original fake fucking news. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I'm an incognito engine. Um, I can hide in plain sight. Super fucking handy. Can I tell you? Super fucking handy. <laughs> Yeah, transgenerational trauma gives you lots of things, but only a couple of them can you put to your benefit, like assimilating and hiding in plain sight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fucking dangerous out there, man. Even the poor Asian folks are getting thumped on now. Like, this chicken shit is keeping her head down. Just down, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. Being Native is made for a really interesting life. Um, uh you know, way, way long time ago. I'm Hoopa from Northern California. Um, and a long time ago when those soldiers got across the country, by the time they got to us, they'd given themselves PTSD, you know? So they didn't kill us so much. Yeah. So he started marrying us, you know, like much better. Can I tell you, like, it's much better. Um, my, my mom's a native one. Um, she's not full-blooded, but she likes to act like she is. So that's, that's not cool. <laughs> not cool at all. <laughs> Um, people wonder what native moms are like and I say well put all the ethnic moms together and then piss it off <laughs> it's like my own action game trying to live my life next to my mom you know it's taught me a lot let me tell you let me tell you because um, there's a lot of good things about being native you know we've got great fucking jewelry <laughs> I tell you really nice jewelry yeah and we got great dances and ceremonies like the ones you guys can see it's cool right yeah, we got that sage, you know, and for fuckers be fucking with the sage too much. Like, sage is powerful, y'all. Like, um, but then when the virus happened, I'm like, you know what? We need all hands on deck. Like, send the notice white and wide. Like, everybody get your dream catchers, get your sage. Yeah, think good thoughts, you know. But, anyways, um, there's another cool thing in my family. We actually are given Indian names. Um, when our mom's pregnant with us. Um, I'm one of three sisters. Uh, my older sister's Indian name is uh, Daytime Moon, which I took to mean like the sun, you know? The bitch was hot and scolded anybody around her. So that kind of worked, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Then my, my younger sister, her name's Butterfly. Well, that's pretty, right? Mm. Fragile as a motherfucker. Can I just tell you? Like... <laughs> <laughs> But nice to look at. What are you going to do, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, my name, my name, I'm the middle child. You got, did you figure that out? I'm the middle child. 
Right. My my Indian name is Spiked Butt. <laughs> what the hell are you gonna do with that? Not a goddamn fucking king, right? Like it's a strange name. And my mom tried to make me feel better saying, well, maybe, you know, they thought he was going to be a boy. And I'm like, I figured that. Like, am I supposed to be transgender? That'll fuck a person up. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, well, maybe it's because I like deer meat. Like, you couldn't have said that first. Like, you go for the, the sting, you know. So I, I didn't do much with it. You know, I, I decided to marry myself a white man and, you know, live that kind of life, not be transgendered. You know, I fucked my life up the regular way, like everybody else, you know. Yeah. What are you going to do, you know? But a few years ago, I was going through the forest in the middle of the night, which I don't recommend anybody does, whether you're Native or not. Can I just fucking tell you? Like, mm-hmm. it's not safe. Um, and it was rutting season. I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to hit a deer, you know? And I'm going around the turns, and I'm like, ah. Oh. And um, I go around this one turn, and, and I see a buck, and I break. Luckily, I don't hit him. I'm like, <sighs> but his brother was tailgating, and I spiked that buck, y'all. <laughs> I earned my my native name, you guys. I leveled up. It, fucking strange shit, because that fucking story is 100% true. I didn't kill the deer. Uh, I didn't hurt my car. And I leveled up, so that was dope, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. my cousin, Two Dogs, fucking, what's he going to do with that name? <laughs> mine's cooler than that yeah so back to the native mom thing a few months ago i was bragging to her about my sets and i showed her this set about native moms and, and i said i never told my mom i got hit by a car when i was little because i was scared of my mom um and she found out that i got hit by a car when i was little and i didn't tell my mom i got spanked a few weeks ago because <laughs> native moms never stop spanking so what are you gonna do <sighs> But she's a lot softer now. I don't want to tell her that because, you know, she's mellowed with age. Poor thing. Anyways, thank you so much for the time. Stay safe. Take your birth control and stay out of the mother. Hey, thank you. Polymatix. Hey. Polymatix. And, you know, um, thanks to our, our producer and sometimes co-host Chuck Roy's cruel and sensitive remarks about my uh, doing comedy at the end. I'm not going to do it. Oh. What? What? Come on, Mike. Don't beg. Don't beg. It just makes you small. It's just tell us what you're in. Tell us what you're in. It's an appropriate it's an appropriate bookend since you didn't do comedy at the beginning. Ooh. <laughs> oh, oh damn. Oh. Oh. Go in boxing. No, it's all right. Oh. <laughs> You know, Chuck's going to get a laugh on his own one day, and then he'll... It's fine. It's fine. I can. I have broad shoulders. I, can, uh, I don't know. You know, the first time a black comedian... You have broad shoulders? What? First time black comedian's on the show, and then Mike's not doing comedy. What's up with that? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Oh. Whoa. Wait a second. I... Okay, fine. You know what? I try to be vulnerable. I try to tell you what my ethnic background is and how it's devolved and made me into a bad person. And uh, what do I get for it? Punishment. Okay. Man, if we didn't have all the money and run everything, I would really be hurt right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I can't even say I owned that room when I do comedy. You know, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, 
Come on, Mike, do comedy for the poor black kid from the South. Come on, man. <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to. <laughs> well, I am from Detroit, though, so it's not, it's not like I'm completely unaware of black people. See, another I, white guy that won't give me reparations. Come I on, Mike. Got, <laughs> <laughs> I actually got my nickname when I was living in Detroit, Honky Motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> I've always felt that that was said with love. Mm -hmm. It was um, that guy that held the gun on me, <laughs> that Honky Motherfucker. I said, he said, <laughs> he was a white guy. That's the thing. Like, that hurts, man. When you get run up by a white guy and you call a honky motherfucker, that's when you know you're really, really white. And we don't have any ethnic food. See, Chip, you should be proud of your ethnicity for if no other reason and for the incredible food, the soul food and all the uh, various kinds of cuisine that you have. We use mayonnaise as a spice. <laughs> That's where we are as a people. Hey, Mike. What? Mike. Paul? What? What? Paul? Wow. Yes. I was going to ask you if you know what Cinderella said when she got to the balls. <laughs> I don't know. Turnover, Prince? I, I think she went. Eh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh dear! No, I'm, I want, want to get out there once. No, I'm hurting on the inside now, and, and I'm not familiar with the feeling. So, uh, no, you know, come on, you don't just and and I don't do a lot of ethnic jokes anymore because about being a white guy because I you know I've expanded I've decided to talk about other things that's all like the thing that you heard at the beginning. When I said, uh, you know, there's 27,000 people at the border under the age of 12 trying to get in, getting away from starvation and political oppression. And um, we don't know how to handle it in this country. We don't know what we're going to do to accommodate them. So this is my question for you. Mm -hmm. You've heard it, Chip, but for the rest of the people who weren't here at the time, do you think it was a good idea for the 49ers to move up so they could maybe get Mac Jones. <laughs> <laughs> That's the level of I have about America's problems. <laughs> is what I say. Am I the only guy that thinks Mitch McConnell uh, looks like a turtle trying to get out of a sweater? <laughs> no. Yeah, the no, rubber. totally looks like that. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, <laughs> Matt Gates. <coughs> Matt Gates. Matt like Gates. You show up for a Boy Scout meeting, you see Matt Gates there. He's the scout. <laughs> it's like, you wouldn't want that. No. You know? I'm, see, I'm not trying to do stand-up. No, the thing about Matt Gates, though, I mean, the way it's affected me is now when I'm looking on Venmo and I see a woman get you know, money for a nice set. I don't know what they're talking about. Is this comedy or is this, you know, something? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, you just, it's, it's times like the last four years when you just, you start reminiscing, you know. I wonder what Mark David Chapman's doing today. <laughs> you know, you just, you just, right. 
you know. <laughs> I think it's crazy that like Matt Getz can do bullshit like this and still have his job, yet they want to pass laws where a woman has a miscarriage and they want to pass the death penalty. Mm-hmm. Stupid shit like that. Yeah, you know? I, I get that. I, well, it's a, it's part of a longstanding uh, Republican platform plank um, that the right to life begins at conception and ends at birth. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's it's ridiculous to me. I'm just kind of like, you want to control women's bodies and tell them they can't do all these things, yet you want to do whatever the hell you want and still have your job. And I just don't get it. I'm just like, wait a minute, this is wrong. It is wrong. It's just crazy. But being wrong chuck is i'm I'm just wondering if you need what venmo is explained to you (laughs) (laughs) oh har de har har oh (laughs) chuck come on chuck you know mike's paying for women come on He's, he's well acquainted a, with Venmo. He's got a few nice set payments <laughs> up there. <laughs> yeah. Why do I have to be the butt of all the jokes? That's what I want to know. Because I deserve it. That's uh, heavy as the head that wears the crown, sir. Yeah, that's true. But it's but on the other hand, it's a crown. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, Bruce Lovely, you had a couple of jokes. Were you going to? Get off anyway, because I knew it. I know it's late where you are. No, oh, yeah, I'm cool. I'll stick around for a bit. Do you want to say goodnight to the YouTube kids or? or... Not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what you know? What I really want, Chuck. I want you to stop calling it the YouTube. No way. <laughs> no way. Chuck's like, that's my joke, though. <laughs> yeah. No. He's going to do it until he gets a laugh with it. And I, I'm proud of him for that. Um, That's right, honky you see a leaf pinching the bridge of the nose? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said, but I'm sure it was, I'm sure it was hurtful. So congratulations. <laughs> it was just yeah. a spinoff of one of your jokes, so it didn't get much of a laugh. Oh, oh, so only the originals get the real material. Um, right. I, you know, it, it's been so long since I've been here and I forgot how much love was always in this room. You know? Right. <laughs> we support yeah, each other. I feel, I feel it washing across me. That's a... For that lack of respect, I could have stayed upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten in a three-way with the Amazon delivery boy. Right. Hello. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just... Uh, I don't know why I got into politics. That's the reason that I've been in such a, a reason I've been in such a foul mood is that we've been, I, there's this group of guys that I went to high school with who have stayed in touch with each other and we have these email threads that happen and the most recent one is you know, people ranking their five most odious politicians. Mm. And uh, it just, I, I, it, I try so hard to stay away from even knowing about it going on in Washington because it's so upsetting and then the people bring this stuff up and they say oh yeah that's right Reagan did uh, pass legislation to make sure we became a third world country without a generation 
Thanks. And that's the kind of judgment that turned down the lead in Casablanca, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 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 and, and, and we are all the better for it, sir. We are all the better. Yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I would rather have uh, Casablanca than a thousand tax reform. <laughs>